please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. Your host is Jackie McLennigan. In this program, we'll show you how to make your marketing plan work by helping you stand out and become a bigger player in your industry. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jackie McLennigan. Well, hello and welcome, and this is the definitely the show you want to be at if you're an author, speaker, coach, or small business owner who's trying to get their name or their message out there in a big way. I'm really excited to have our guest today who's coming back for the second time. His name is Ian Garlic, and he owns a company called Authentic Web. And I'm really excited to have Ian here because he knows so much about the art of storytelling, about the importance of really showcasing your message out to the world. And he does a lot with video and some other great stuff, and I can't wait to hear all about it. So welcome, Ian. Jackie, thank you for having me on. I love being here. Yeah. <clears throat> I also wanted to point out that uh, for those of you who know anything about our Pure Potential Speakers Retreat, which is a retreat that we're having in uh, Phoenix Air- or Scottsdale, Arizona, actually, October 21st to the 23rd, Ian is going to be one of the keynote speakers there. And uh, you're going to talk a lot about helping people get their video strategies put together. And that's very exciting as well. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it's exciting, <laughs> not boring. <laughs> it won't be. Um, so today I'm, we're- I'm here to talk about video strategy. Yeah, super <laughs> exciting. We're going to do it like that. I've seen people do that, Ian, where they, they have these great personalities and you put a camera in front of them and they it's like, who are you? <laughs> I know. Um, what we're going to talk about today isn't video strategy because we do a lot of that, but we're going to talk about the challenges with entrepreneurship. And why I want to have you, Ian, is because not only are you an entrepreneur, but you work with so many different business owners across the gamut. So you've seen a lot of a lot of the challenges, and I think you have a lot of great input to put into that. Um, before we get going, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, about Authentic Web, and how you help business owners? Sure. So I have been an entrepreneur in some way, shape, or form for a long time. I grew up in an entrepreneurial household, and I started Authentic Web with my wife, who worked for Nickelodeon and Miramax and Disney uh, doing video, because we wanted to help entrepreneurs tell their story, because I really realized with the video coming out and the way the internet allowed us to connect with people that now each of us could tell individual stories. And what I realized at the time, because I was working for another company, was that every not only did everyone have a different story, but they had a different person that they wanted to tell that story to. And before with commercials, well, you had to tell the same story to everyone and hope that you found the right person and it had to be watered down. But now people can really be themselves and be authentic. So we created this process to shoot the videos, to market the videos, um, and we're constantly helping entrepreneurs tell the right story at the right time, because mm-hmm. timing and stories is everything. So that's really what we do at Authentic Web. So not only do we create the videos and help entrepreneurs find and tell their story, but we're helping them have a strategy for delivering that story. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you never told me that your wife was in video, so I'm a little perturbed right now. <laughs> what, why are you holding this information back from me? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just have so much information that I, I skip over that. Yes, uh-huh. yes. He has, my wife has uh, got her master's degree from NYU in 3D design and animation. So, what? Um, you are yeah. a holder. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, she, she's co-owner and advisor to the company, and yeah, she's amazingly talented. And like we've talked before, my last name's Garlic and her last name's Curry, so it was, yeah. it was a good match. <laughs> it just seemed to be a match made in heaven. I love that. Um, I like, I just, before we get into the different challenges, I wanted to skip back to what you were talking about telling the right story. What does that mean? Well, there, we all have lots of stories, but the cool part about stories is they can be told in a different way. So I was a bartender for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, on and off throughout college. And then when I took a break in between trading and going back into trading, I was a bartender and I bartended at like a high volume restaurant. And you would, you have to, bartending is not about pouring drinks, it's about entertaining people and mm-hmm. about telling stories. And I realized that after a while that, you know, you could t- tell the same story. Because one of the bartenders I worked with was an awesome storyteller, an Irish guy, but he told the same stories over and over again. So I got sick of them. But I realized that he told the same story in a slightly different way all the time. And also, you know, he, it, it depended on the time of day, the person, and what he wants the person to think about. And mm-hmm. it was very smart. Um, and that's what it's all about. It's the right story. That, that, and really, for us as business owners, the right story is the one that, well, really the only story that matters is the story of the client. So mm-hmm. it's, it's that person's story and how we can put our stories in, in their context. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and that's so important. To, to finding mm-hmm. that right story. So you might have some stories that and we have the stories that we tell. It's just when is that right story uh, applicable to that time? And how is it supposed to be told? You know, is, are you throwing in some swear words in there or, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, does, does it need to be short? Does it need to be a tearjerker or does it need to be funny or a little bit of both? Um, yeah. And also, you know, and a story also has to have an arc. You have to have the exposition, you have, you have to have the conflict and you have to have the resolution. And that can be done in two, two sentences, but you have to have that too. Yeah, I love that. And it's funny too, you can say things and you can do things in a bunch of different ways as well. I also was a bartender. I don't know if I was entertaining, but I started a really great underground gambling ring. <laughs> Probably not legal, <laughs> but it was fun. Everybody had a good time. Um, you had an Irish bartender you worked with. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, well, here, I got something. Before we go on, just to demonstrate how you can have things said in different ways, I want you to say these words, but I want you to say them really fast. Whale, oil, beef, hooked. Now, say that really fast. Whale, oil, beef, hooked. Say it faster. Whale, oil, beef, hooked. (laughs) Do you get it? (laughs) It's a joke. Whale, oil, beef, hooked. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> I'm demonstrating. Right I'm demonstrating your point. Same word. I know. Yes, it, it's true. It is true. It's so true. Like how fast you say something, the right timing. I mean, that, that all has so much to do with the storytelling. Yeah. And uh, it's so important. 
Well, I think that it's really hard for entrepreneurs because one of the important things is is that content. And I, I'm a big believer that content is the most important thing. But I know that entrepreneurs have a whole bunch of different hats and they have a whole bunch of different challenges and every one of these sort of weighs on them in different ways. So I wanted to get your input on what some of the challenges are that entrepreneurs might think they're having and how maybe having that right story can help. So the first challenge I find over and over again with entrepreneurs is that they can't spell it. Did you notice that? They cannot spell the word entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I have a podcast that we're rebranding for yeah. a lot of reasons, including spelling. But, um, you know, I, I talked to uh, John Dumas, John Lee Dumas, and Michael O'Neill, and they both had entrepreneur in the title or some form in the title, you know, Entrepreneur on Fire and Solopreneur Hour. And, you know, they're like, no one can ever spell our podcast. And they've shortened their podcast and changed their podcast because of it. Entrepreneurs can't spell entrepreneurs. So It's yeah. the weirdest thing. It's a phenomenon. And I wanted to point that out. Entrepreneurs cannot spell the word entrepreneur. Weird. <laughs> and my buddy Tony G has a, a website or a podcast called Entrepreneur Unplugged. And I've been helping him, too, because it's, it's not really descriptive of what it is. But we keep coming back to the, it needs that word entrepreneur in there because there's a lot, there's a defining moment in it. And it's those struggles, right? The struggles yeah. of entrepreneurs versus a struggle of a professional or a struggle of someone else. Entrepreneurs have a specific set of struggles that no one else has. Yeah, so they really do. that word entrepreneur. But yeah, mm-hmm. you, you have to be able to spell it. Yeah, it's, it, it means so many things to us because we're very passionate. It means you are crazy as shit. Uh, Mostly it just means you're crazy as shit. (laughs) Which I think is kind of like leading into that second challenge. And I know that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with the perception that the outside world has on us. And for me, I don't know about you, but for me and a lot of entrepreneurs that I know, they people have thought we were flaky, that, you know, we're trying this and we're trying that and it doesn't look like this one smooth linear concept. So it becomes this idea that, oh, you're trying that now, you're doing something different now. And we're also trying to put words around, you know, what it is that we do and what we offer. And sometimes, because I'm a creative professional, that can be very difficult to express, right? Do you see that as well? Oh, Yeah. For sure. And, but entrepreneurs, you know, it, it's a dichotomy, right? You have to be successful. You have to try a lot of stuff. I was talking, uh, it, we were talking before, because I, I was talking to Tucker Max today, and he was <laughs> talking about the, this idea that, you know, he's tried so many things, and we all have to. I've tried so many things, and, mm-hmm. and, and you have to. You mm-hmm. have to keep trying stuff, and it's going to fail, and it's not going to work, and you just let it go, and you go on to the next thing. So to the outside world, it seems like flaky. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, it, it's once again that balance, right? That yeah. You have to have, and you kind of have to not, eventually not care what the outside world thinks. Yeah. But it's funny too, cause I've, I've even seen that on the inside world where other entrepreneurs think that they, you know, they don't, they so badly don't want to be flaky. So they make up a whole bunch of different, um, personas around that so that they can be perceived as not being flaky and I think it's just a real challenge because we feel alone and misunderstood and Uh we're going to be like that because we don't know what the next step is because we're doing it for the first time which is really cool yep yeah it's it's, I mean I think that's one of the biggest problems with being an entrepreneur as the further you get into it the better you get at it the lonelier it gets and that's why you know I, I mean 
the, the solution to that a lot of times is the mastermind that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Being in those masterminds. So you can have that support group and people around you that kind of have the same disorder. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really important to get into the right mastermind group because if you're not a good fit, then that is something that can really be damaging, I think. It can ruin your confidence. You can leave feeling worse than you got there. So how would you find a mastermind that would be really fitting for you? I mean, that took a lot of work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've been in a bunch of them, and I asked around the people that I respected Mm-hmm. And kept going to them and going to them. And I'm like, Ugh. and I wasn't sure because I'm naturally an introvert. So I'm not sure if I just didn't like the people or I was introverted and I just was being introverted. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a process. But you, you have to define what, where you are and what you want out of it. And you have to be, know that it's a place where not only you've got someone close to you that's slightly above you, you don't want too far, too many stretches because you're not going to take that. Most people can't take that leap. But also you mm-hmm. want people that you can help too. Because we can yeah. learn so much by helping people. And that's the biggest thing. If you go into any mastermind, go in it first to help people. Mm. And that, that's number one. And, I love and, that. and it, yeah, it's so key. It's going there, thinking I'm going to provide as much value to everyone here as possible. And it, it's amazing what will happen. Yeah. I love that because uh, this kind of leads into that third challenge that I see and that's uh, that entrepreneurs sometimes position themselves in mm, maybe not authentic ways. <laughs> I, I agree completely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a huge, you know, it, it's, it's a huge problem on so many levels and I think the cause of it is a big problem that we all have as marketers. Is my, one of my buddies, Benny Fisher, calls offer envy. And, um, you know, we see other people are like, oh, they're doing that. I can do that. And we want to copy their, we buy these systems and we're like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make Facebook, but better, you know, if yeah. I had, like literally if, if I had a dollar for every person that told me that I would have as much money as Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's struggling with that in office, in authenticity, being, yeah. you know, being authentic. Because not all, even if you do gain some level of success without authenticity, you're not going to be happy. Yeah. So that's, a, that's an important part to it. Yeah, I think that's massive. And really, I mean, I think that there's a lot of sabotage that entrepreneurs don't even know that they're doing to themselves by, by what you said, uh, offer envy, um, that competition with other people. And I heard a great saying where sometimes, you know, it's easier to rip down a tall building than to build one up, you know, and so Mm -hmm. it's, you know, so people put on these personas and what really happens is you block yourself from learning and having that foundation of openness. And I'm going to tell you a little story about this mastermind that I went to just so, uh, I think it was on the weekend actually. And there was, it was great, but there was this one man and he was significantly, ahead of me, <laughs> right? He, he, his challenge was he was trying to grow his million dollar business into a $10 million business. I've never done that in my life. And I was like completely fascinated with this guy because I thought, you know, when he's listening to these other people talk, he even on stuff he doesn't know about, he's you can just see behind it that he's trying to be really open and he's not putting the parameters of this preconceived idea around them. And he was very understated and very, very open. And I thought, man, that's 
that's a good learning right here. Um, and then you see other people and they're, you know, nope, this is all perfect. Everything's wonderful, blah, blah, blah. You shut yourself down from that absolute important opportunity of learning from everybody. Know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. There's, every person has an opportunity to not only help, but to learn from. Yeah. And whether you learn something about them or learn something about yourself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, keep your mouth shut as much as possible and listen to them. And, uh, you know, I think mean, that's probably why I've never told about my wife or I'm, I'm the worst <laughs> self-promoter. I'm getting better at it. But it's like, because I, I just feel like there's so much out there. And I'm like, oh, I'm always fascinated by every person I meet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no matter where they are, it's, it's always, I can always learn something from them. It's kind of you selfish, know, I guess, in a way. That's perfect because, you know, what do you do? You go, you fly out to different companies, you work with them for several days, you try to develop that story to them. And I know you told me this one time that your whole process to make it look so good is the fact that you really have to immerse yourself into their company and you have to really listen to them. And so mm-hmm. I think if you didn't have that level of openness, that then you would be making, you know, the same video over and over again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, not only you make the same video over and over again, but everyone has, a, has that facade that they put up. And if you really listen to them, you can find the, their authenticity. And mm. I love finding that because then you can help them tell the story, you can help them enjoy their business more. But, you know, if you're in sales, you can find that point. If you're listening to your customers, if you're really listening to your customers and using every opportunity to listen to your customers, you're going to improve your, your product so much. If you're listening mm-hmm. to your bottom line, you know, it's, it's listening and being open to those things and saying, hey, I know how this is supposed to work because... I see so-and-so over there doing it. I'm better than them, and I know my way. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just not a way to success. No. No, I was listening to a, a Facebook Live from Amy Porterfield today, and I thought it was really great because she was talking about the five struggles she's currently facing. And one of the things she said, and I loved it because it was just so relevant, was that entrepreneurs do not talk about their current challenges very often. What they do instead is they talk about past challenges and how they overcame them and then we put this great big story together online but it's really about having the openness and willingness to showcase that you know what I have challenges and that feeds back into that authenticity which I like the name of your company is authentic web <laughs> you know thank what I mean you. so it works yeah, out really thank well you. yeah I and do, one of the I agree hmm? with that yeah uh, we not don't. with my not with the name of my company but with like, Amy Porterfield I agree with that <laughs> <laughs> I agree with her too. <laughs> She's pretty awesome. And I also liked what you were talking about helping people because I know that you've been doing a lot of uh, Facebook live videos yourself talking about gear. Is that an ongoing thing that you're doing? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I listen to everyone. And it's funny. I know what people need, but I, you have to give people first what they want. And everyone wants to know the piece of gear that I'm using. And mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time, an inordinate amount of time looking at gear, buying gear. I'm in my office right now and just stacked piles of iPhone boxes. And uh, it, it's, it's amazing how much gear I have. And mm-hmm. so people always want to know what's the best one. And, and so I, I want to show them. And I, I test it out. and I like it. It's fun. Yeah, no, I like it too. Well, that's awesome. We're going to come right back after this commercial and we'll go through the rest of the challenges. So stay tuned.
business? You'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. Do you find yourself working tirelessly to keep your business going? Are you finding out that you don't have time for family, friends, any kind of personal life whatsoever? It's time to stop feeling trapped by your business. Tune in to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. You'll hear from guests that will help you work on your business instead of constantly in your business and get your life back while the business keeps running and humming. Reclaim Your Freedom airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in right now, I'm here with Ian Garlic. He's the president, the founder of Authentic Web, and it's a company that helps you get your story told online in a big way. And we were talking about some of the challenges that entrepreneurs face. So we went over the first three, and to recap those for you, really important Trivial fact, entrepreneurs can't spell the word entrepreneur. It's a thing. <laughs> number, number two, that being an entrepreneur, you sometimes feel like the rest of the world views you as flaky. And number three, sometimes entrepreneurs have challenges being authentic because they want to protect themselves and position themselves in a proper light. Proper is not the right word. In a, what would you say, Ian? Like a better light? That's a human nature thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you want to you want to show yourself in a flawless light. Flawless, I love that. A flawless light, man. I'm just no good at that. <laughs> but, well, whatever. Um, so I moving love, on. But see, you, you're so authentic. That's what I love about you, Jackie. It's like that. It's you are who you are, and you embrace it, and it's awesome, and it's fun, and no one else can copy what you do. And yeah. no one could take your image out of your videos and put someone else in there and they'd be like, uh, uh, that's Jackie's video, 
right? I can't believe you're saying that to me. You know what I did today? I'm sorry, Amy Porterfield and legal people, but she's so, she, she's so great. I actually took a clip of her video. I screenshotted it and I put it in my video. (laughs) So maybe you can. (laughs) Can I do that? Is that allowed? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, good. You, you You can do it. But still, people know it's Amy Porterfield stuff, right? So you're kind of marketing her at the same time. I really was, but I thought what she had to say was really valuable. So what I did was I put her in a video and I said, here's what I think and here's what Amy Porterfield says. So I put her in the computer, like I green screened a computer and put her in there as she's doing her webinar. So, yeah. <laughs> it was so, fun. You know, on a side note, I was lucky enough to be in a workshop with Seth Godin, who's like definitely one of like... What? Yeah, and he was awesome, and he's such a good guy, and so incredibly smart. And, you know, someone was ta- we were talking, and it's like, well, what do you do when someone steals your stuff? And, mm-hmm. like, steals your photo, or steals, you know, uh, something you've created. He's like, listen, if Oprah put your photo on the Oprah show, how would you feel? And they're like, well, you'd feel awesome. But that's, mm-hmm. that's the level now of, because you all have all these micro audiences. So it's that added exposure that we just mm-hmm. can't complain about. So yeah. it's, it's so important. My mom always said um, to me, it's like when people stop talking about you, you know, even if they're talking bad about you, that's what you, when you have to worry. <laughs> Good. I like that. that. That makes me feel a lot better about a bunch of stuff that happened in Las Vegas over the weekend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. That stays there, right? <laughs> yeah, just kidding. No, you're right. You want people to talk about you. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't put somebody on a video that you didn't respect and admire. You want to, I want that to be backed up. And I like the idea of quoting people who know what they're talking about or who are, who've done what you want to do. And that's Amy Porterfield. She's done what a lot of people want to do. She's really authentic. When she was talking, she just straight up talked about the fact that technology is actually an issue for her. And she said her parents don't get that because she teaches people how to run online businesses. But she, it's not her, um, her what do you call that? biggest strength, right? It's just something that she she knows. I mean, it's technology. It's always going to fail us. And when it does, it causes some people stress, like me and Amy Porterfield. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I, you know what people have to remember? Because I deal with this all the time having an agency. And I deal with clients that feel bad about themselves. Not sure if they feel bad about themselves. I'm like, technology is moving at such a clip that there's no way you're going to be an expert at all of it. And being the yeah. expert at a little bit of it, you're in a good place. Mm-hmm. And just one piece of it and then outsource it. Additionally, even the people, like, I, I, you know, we, we do video production. The one thing I learned <laughs> early on is something's going to break every friggin' time. And if you just, if you accept, if you say, you know what, I know something's going to break, you stop sweating. Like, literally, I would sweat. Like, the first year I did that, I would sweat every time something broke. Just break out with deep sweat. Yeah. And if you realize that if something's going to break, or something's going to happen in your business, in this production, then, then you're fine with it. You go on. I mean, you come up from a theater background. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not about the actual fall and, or the miscue. It's how you handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And that's kind of what we were talking about on the break is that, you know, you, ha- you have such this laid back attitude. You're so good at what you do. And one of the things that I would like to, so I'm putting it out there, if you're a coach that helps people with getting their, uh, you know, 
emotions under control, call me <laughs> because I get really nervous when things break. And like you, I sweat. And it's called in theater, they call it flop sweat. Did you know that? I did not know that. It's legitimately a thing. It's called flop sweat. It's so weird. Um, And when people get these emotions, this leads into that next challenge where we as entrepreneurs sometimes feel we have a cash flow problem. And cash flow is a resource. That's it. And I've seen over and over again, people buy things on an emotional, like, this is the product. This is the technology. This is the thing that's going to save my life. And they become penny wise, but pound foolish. Have you seen that as well? <laughs> all the time. And in fact, yeah. you know, that's one of the things that I overcame and it changed my life. Oh. Right? Uh, it, it definitely has because, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to be as cost efficient on a lot of stuff. I realized, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want this, I want to pay 15 20 $100 for the software. But on the other hand, and I don't want to pay someone 15 20 100 $200 to, to tell me how to do it. But if I spend 100 hours trying to replicate it or whatever, and I value my time at X dollars an hour, even at cheap rates, which I don't, I value my time very much higher, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, 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 it comes out to a real loss. And that's right. our personal time is the one thing we can't ever get back. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It There's a balance, too. I mean, I've had um, people that have hired who've, and this is probably, I mean, this is definitely my own issue when you start hiring people, but you're hiring the wrong people and you're, I think it comes down to a matter of being clear on what you need, but when you don't know what you need, how do you feel, fill that chasm and that discrepancy? Because there is a learning curve in there for us. You know, what what did you do to Uh kind of overcome some of that? Like when you knew you needed to know something, but you didn't quite know how to get that across to the people you were outsourcing it to, what would you do? Uh, You know, I, I'm a learner. I'm a mm-hmm. lifelong learner. And I, I mean, since I was a kid, like if you walked in my room when I was a kid, I literally had books from electronic engineering, like at 10 years old, electronic engineering through to music books to, you know, any how-to books you could mm-hmm. figure out. And I was always good at, at deciphering. One of my strengths is deciphering, like what's the minimum thing I need to know? What's the essential part of this I need to know? And then mm. finding, you know, and, and once I've learned that, okay, here's the essential part, so I can converse with someone on, on talking about it. So I think you do need to learn the essential parts of your business, and, but you don't have to do it, but you need to learn it, like learn okay. what's important. You don't need to learn how to operate every single camera and, and be an expert at a DSLR, but you mm-hmm. need to know the basics, right? The essentials of making a good video a great video. Um, I think we all do. And I, you know, this is one of the things that's really important to me. And that's what I'm putting out there is I think videos overtaken because of how easy it is overtaken writing as a competency, Mm -hmm. especially when Mm -hmm. I heard. Yeah. So it's like, you don't, you don't need to learn what, you know, every part of production, but you need to learn the essentials of it. If you're an entrepreneur and there's a part of your business that you don't understand, either learn it or eliminate it. Oh, I love that. Learn it or eliminate it. I'm writing that one down. Learn or eliminate. Boom. <laughs> no, I love that. And I'm like you too. I want to know 
kind of everything about everything and I get into it and I mean even today I was sitting here before this interview and I was trying to it's always my curse in life is after effects Adobe after effects <laughs> and I get into it and I watch <laughs> tutorial videos and I get to a place and I'm like I don't know how to do this and it's really something to hire out but I keep kind of going back to it it's not essential that I know this but I know that I'm going to want to have this skill incorporated somewhere and that's how I do video editing and you know that's how I was doing some stuff that I can be competent on my website I'm not the best web designer developer in the world I don't do that professionally I just want to know enough that when I have an emergency and I need to go in and fix something or put something up right away that I can do that because that's where I start to save a lot of money right because if you're held hostage there's that balance thing again with your cash flow yeah yeah and you know, one of the good things to, to overcome that is to have a backup. Oh, you know, have okay. a, 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 a have an expensive backup that you meet, and it's like, you know what, if uh, if all the poop hits the fan, I can call this person, and yeah, it's going to cost me some money, but if someone's, here, here's the thing, if, if someone's $250 an hour, right, which, yeah. I mean, you're, now you're, you're talking the, the utmost you're going to have to pay for someone on the outsourcing side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if it's something that you had to spend 500 to $1,000 to learn and you're going to do it okay, or you can always call this person and, and you know that they can fix it and you can concentrate on what's important in your business, but you can still talk to them about what needs to be fixed, then you're good mm-hmm. to go. Yeah, I 100% agree. I love that. Have a backup plan. Um, before you get to the backup plan, here's how you get everything, all of the shit to hit the fan, <laughs> is be creative. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah. but actually, I really love that, and I think it's really important um, to, as an entrepreneur, you don't just have to go and into your bank account and pull out money and pay somebody. There's other ways to get that money. For an example, I just received a grant for a little bit of a project, an art project that I'm working on. This isn't me going out there and um, getting loans. I mean, there's a million different ways that you can can get cash and, and you don't people don't even know about it. It takes a bit of creativity, investigating, like you said, learning. Um, another thing that I just found out is um, because of this project, I was examining and learning about how YouTubers build that following and how they build the revenue source from it because it's really interesting to me. And just from a very little bit of of research and investigation, I found out that there's websites that, you know, people donate to, and there's all of these different ways that people build up revenue and cash flow if they use a bit of creativity and a bit of learning. So it's really interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean, that, that creativity is so important. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a good, a good creativity hack is to take two and, and take two different strategies from two different worlds and, and melt them together. Ooh. And that's a good way. To, yeah, and that's why I spend time, like, in, I try to spend time in masterminds with e-commerce people, with internet marketers, with business, like, high-end business people, and talk to every single type of person because they're all, they all exist in a different niche and they do things a different way. But you can pick mm-hmm. one thing that's really working well from one and pick one thing that's really working well from another, like funding, Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, funding is one thing we don't ever talk about, but getting funding out there, you know, you can pick a different way. It's like, you, I mean, there's ways that you can get funded through other people's IRAs. My, my buddy Greg Herlino is a big company that does that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you can, there's just so many different things, and I've learned these from other people, and that's where learning and going to masterminds and, and keeping your mind open 
really allows you to do that. Yeah, and talking to the right people and putting that, um, which is the next kind of challenge is that that lack of support, right? You don't have the right people around you, and so you start to feel really lonely. There was a, a it was really interesting, I love this, but I was in Phoenix recently, and I had been telling people that I really feel like I came to the end of my knowledge base on um, reaching people, about about getting yourself out there. And I thought, there's a ton more that I obviously don't know, but I really need to figure out how I'm going to get this you know, sorted. And I ended up meeting somebody in a bar that I accused them of stealing my laptop. It was a joke, but <laughs> he turned out to be the exact right person that I needed to talk to because he was his whole company is nothing but content syndication. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. Yeah. That's do you so do anything? Cool. Yeah. Do you do stuff with? Um, do you know what I'm talking about? You do. You know what I'm talking about. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, we don't <laughs> do it, but I've worked with companies that do it. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, and understanding all the strategies that are out there, you don't have to do them. You don't have to understand them deep, but you 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 can understand them. You understand your thing deep, and you understand kind of at the skip sin level the the way the other people operate, and then you can go to those people when you need it and when you're ready for it. Hmm. Well, you're exactly the same as this guy in the mastermind in the sense that you he built something from literally nothing. When you're making a, a profitable a million dollar business, that's a really great feat. That's a, something a lot of people aspire to and never make it. And the way that he did that is he didn't know what he was doing. He just kept learning. He just kept meeting the right people, same as you. And that exact path that he's doing to take it from zero to a million is what he's going to use to take it from 1 million to 10 million. I mean, obviously there's different strategies you have to use, but that concept of just letting the next thing unfold is kind of awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. It's so important knowing when to evolve because a lot of yeah. people look, you know, they get started thinking I'm going to make a, a, I've got a billion dollar idea. Once again, the Facebook thing, I've got a billion dollar idea, but let's, Hey, let's first make a hundred thousand dollar idea. And then mm-hmm. a $200,000 idea. And then a $500,000 idea. And, you know, in, in, because those are each different stages, but you, but like you said, you have to be open. You have to learn. And you mm-hmm. have to have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. And I want to skip back to what you were talking about before. You were talking about people come to you for all the tech, but they forget about the writing. Can you expand on that a little bit for me? Well, they forget about, you know, they, they forget about, or they don't think about what they really need, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they, they think they need the tech and that's going to solve it, but not having a strategy in place, not having the right mindset, not having that authentic mindset not having the idea of helping and the sense of abundance. And everyone thinks that their mindset's in the right place until it's not, mm-hmm. and it's not working. And, and you know, a lot of people go to Tony Robbins, and they're like, okay, I've got my mindset in the right place. They go do something, and, and then they fall by the wayside. Um, but, you know, it, it, that's, that's a big, big part of it, you know, learning and paying attention to everything else that's out there. And, you know, everyone wants a shortcut, and technology always seems like a shortcut. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. But it's not magical. It's just software. It's just technology. And it really is 
that story always comes back to, that's why I love you so much. It's that story and that creativity behind it that makes it so interesting, right? Um, I have a lot of people who I make those funny videos and they go, what is the point of that? Your call to action wasn't very strong. I mean, I don't get what you're doing. <laughs> but my call to action is perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're paying attention to it, right? Yeah. And that's awesome. You're becoming an authority, and they're like, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. But it, it's even better because if, if people know what you're doing, they're not going to pay attention. Exactly. Because they ask all the time. And I've looked at every stat. I know where people are falling off on, or not. They're not, by the way, on my videos. Not anymore because I make them only a minute 30. <laughs> but nice. I, I also know that... Um, Whenever I put a video out there, I'm showcasing certain things that people are going to ask about. And it might be, like you said earlier, the thing that they think they want. But when I have the opportunity to converse with them or get them to my website or whatever I'm doing, that's when they're showcased what what it is that would be most helpful to them. And same thing with you. Yes. Yes. It's, It's wants, needs, and alibis. I mean, that's the way you have to address any conversation. You tell them what they want. And then you address what they need. And if you want to make them get a decision, you have to overcome their alibi. And you can't, huh? you can't go straight. Most of us go straight to the alibi or straight to what they need. It's like, hey, you need to do this. And this is the reason you're not doing that. And if you can tell someone what they want and have them open up, they're not going to pay attention to you. Yeah. I'm writing that down. I love that. Do you have any tips for overcoming alibis? How do you do that? Um, I mean, the, the best way is... Mm-hmm. If you start, you know, a lot of people want to scale their business right away. Like, I want to have 10,000 Facebook followers. I'm like, well, first have 20 Facebook followers. Mm-hmm. And then what do you want them to do? And what's the reason they're not doing it? And listen to it. Mm-hmm. And listen to it and address those objections. Early, you know, get good at addressing those objections. Mm-hmm. You know, I know why people aren't going to do video. They think they can't operate a camera. They think they don't look good enough. They're going to lose more weight. <laughs> you know, that is... Um, they think they need to have a long script. The real and and you don't need to have all that stuff. You just mm-hmm. need to you, you need to be out there to service people, mm-hmm. and you need to have a system for getting it done that allows you to not think about it and make it your own. Mm-hmm. And that and that's you know and and those are the ways I have to overcome. But I've listened to those because you listen mm-hmm. to them and pay attention to them. I don't when someone says why they're not going to do something that I, I want them to do. I don't think they're stupid. I think, how can I help them understand? Mm, I love that. We're going to be right back after one more commercial, and we'll go through the rest of these challenges. So stay tuned. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. So I'm just going to jump right into this challenge that I think a lot of entrepreneurs have, and that is keeping their motivation high. And we're so inflicted with things like self-doubt, fear of failure. On the break, Ian was talking about how uh, people were, uh, the excuses that people use for not wanting to be on video. Why don't you share what you were sharing with me in the commercial break? Um, the excuses for, uh, what, what was I sharing? Oh. <laughs> oh, remember when you said, <laughs> no, when you were talking about the excuses, like, I don't have, I don't, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do, you know what I mean? So they're not actually oh, getting yeah. that motivation. Yeah. I mean, the, well, the, there's always excuses for doing something that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, one of the things I've been practicing is more of a Kaizen approach to it. And it's doing small things, doing mm-hmm. small, easy things. And actually one of the things that they talk about in this book, I'm I forgot the name of it, um, one of my good friends, Sean Stevenson, gave it to me, and he's like, you got to read this, because I was having some issues, is, it, you know, we, as entrepreneurs, we're big thinkers, we're visionaries. So we mm-hmm. see the whole picture. And so it's really hard to tackle the whole picture all the time. Mm-hmm. So step back and go, okay, what's the smallest piece that I need to do? And now just imagine yourself doing it. Spend some time imagining yourself doing it. I mean, you can overcome a lot. I mean, that's what athletes do. And mm-hmm. you know, when I played golf, I, I spent a lot of time just, mentally playing golf. When I play basketball, I spend a lot of time mentally doing it to get good at it. And as mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs is just as much a sport. And we, we have to, you know, the thing that we were scared of doing, spend time mentally doing it and then start doing little things. Maybe do a one-minute Facebook video. I mean, mm-hmm. one, you know, once a day, do a 30-second video and watch yourself. Mm-hmm. Just do little things and all of a sudden the little things, it's, it's the whole Taoist philosophy. Manage the small to control the large. Mm, yeah, I love that. And so say you had something like you're saying launch a, a 30 second video 
the smallest, easiest way. Is that what you would do? Because I know that <laughs> I get the, the lights and the production and that's how you have a lot of that stuff too. When people start to think, okay, I'm going to do a, a 30 second video. Where do you take their mind? Like take your iPhone out kind of thing. What, what do you recommend yeah. to them? Yeah. On my Facebook page, I'm going to do a, a plug. I'm not shameless about it because it's going to help people. On my yes. Facebook page, I, ha- I have a little video of how to set up, get a tripod, get a basic mic, and set your Facebook video up and start doing it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of, I've heard a lot of big internet marketers, and all of them talked about when they first started, no one was paying attention to their videos. And uh-huh. every single one of them had to get through that. It's, people think it's overnight sensation. Just because you just learned about someone doesn't mean it was an overnight sensation. Right. So, you know, Sean Stevens is a perfect example of it. You know, he's just got like 80 million YouTube views, but he's been doing it for 25 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that. No, and, I 100% and, agree. And if, you have, if you have any excuses, watch Sean and realize there's no reason to have any excuses because that guy has all the excuses in the world. Yeah. And he, he, no. and he, and he pushes through it. It's crazy. It's crazy what people can do. And I, I was running a workshop one time where I was showing people, again, it, kind of some video stuff. So I, I set up all of this high tech equipment. I'm like, this is a, you know, XF100 and these are these and this is that. And I just would have a good time watching people get completely overwhelmed. Tell you're like, take out your iPhone and be creative. <laughs> That's pretty much yeah. the extent. Yeah. Your web, you know, your web, you know hmm? it's a really cool place. One of my latest hacks on creativity that I got from my buddy Cal, and I, I like to credit everyone. A lot of people like will just start talking about stuff and go, "Oh, I came up with this idea." I, you know, there's a you should be drawing off other people. B, I think you should credit them. Anyways, mm-hmm. Cal Cal wrote this book and he started marketing it and he started using Fiverr to market it. I mean, he was having he was using crazy stuff off Fiverr and and not caring, like yeah. he didn't care. You know, he didn't care about any aspect of like embarrassing himself and <laughs> and he made these awesome fiber videos there's one with puppets there's one with the preacher and it's all for promoting his book and okay. that's such a brilliant idea idea yeah i think that's awesome my last video i was naked in it <laughs> yes i posted care. it in business groups <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I watched it like a hundred times. <laughs> See, it's all about strategy. <laughs> and you, you know what else I did? I actually sent um, Infusionsoft employees, I sent them a message that says, I'm not even a certified partner, but I'm probably the only former certified partner to post naked videos of themselves in your group and get away with it. <laughs> I want more views. Now, granted, just so you're listening, I I kind of censored it, but still, that's the thing. <laughs> you know what? I, and it was so funny what you said to me. You sent me a message and said, "Is this a cry for help?" <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> well, I wasn't saying that. It was a multiple personality that you had going. I was like, "Are you telling me something?" Is this like, please help me? Help me! I don't know who I am. <laughs> That's awesome. So funny. Awesome. One more challenge. Uh, um, entrepreneurs do way too much stuff. So what do you tell yeah. people who are trying to put on every hat? Don't do it. I mean, at, <laughs> at a certain point, you have to, right? Mm-hmm. But then either you're going to grow or outsource. 
mm-hmm. or drive yourself nuts. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so you have to, you have to find the people that can do, and you think no one can do as well as you, right? Yeah. And that's something I was told, like, find someone that can do 70% as good as you or outsource to the best. If it's something mm-hmm. that's super important, like your finances. Right. But don't try and do everything because, and if you're trying to make a list of everything that you're doing and find out what you really like to do and then and then find someone to do the rest of the stuff. It's as simple as that. Yeah. I'm just going to do a little recap because I've been writing some great things down that you have said and I want to, sh- to share them here. And I... Number one, Jackie is awesome. So oh, I yeah. That. I like that. <laughs> that's thank you so I know you were talking about getting that support system that system and going into those masterminds and I loved what you said about joining them with the idea of helping people first and so just to step on that one for a bit I said actually in this interview that I didn't feel like I had anything to offer that that man and I heard it after what you said <laughs> so how would you shift a mindset like that there's always something we can help someone with, right? Mm-hmm. And it might just be asking a question. It, you know, you don't have to have the answer for them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, did you think about it in this way? Did you think about it in this way? Maybe it's someone you can connect them with, right? Yeah. But Or maybe, you know, he never he didn't come up with a funny video strategy for his business. Yeah. Um, you know, and going, you know what, maybe you could try this. Or maybe you could step outside your shell. Or, you know, some all these problems that you talked about with entrepreneurs having, I'm sure he has all of them at some level. Yeah. And one of the biggest breakthroughs from going a million and above it is the scaling aspect. But not necessarily the scaling aspect, but knowing what parts you can outsource and doing just the parts that you're good at and you have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just identifying that and saying that to him would, would help him too. Yeah, that's true. What I did was I was really inspired by what he was saying, and all I did was tell him a story, which was that I went to um, this 50-year anniversary of this oil and gas company in Calgary here. 50 years in business is massive. And it started with seven guys in a garage, and what happened was they brought out the former presidents who were in their 90s, obviously, and they were, you know, they've been through literally everything, and this company was is billions of dollars, and they had rented out the fanciest hotel in Banff, the entire thing, and half of the other fanciest hotel, and the guy standing on stage made me cry because... Here he is starting from nothing, and here's what happened at the end of his life. So it was just an amazing story. And I wanted him to maybe visualize that and see that as well. So that's all I really knew. That's, that's amazing. That's yeah. Because <laughs> you know, you know, we, we, we don't forget stories. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's the important part about storytelling. That's amazing that you had that in your back pocket. Because you might have, and also you might have had an intention with that story. If you just tell someone, hey, this is what you should do. If you tell someone a story, uh, they might, might take it a different way. It's like art. They might mm-hmm. take it a different way and take something else more important from it that you didn't even understand. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I really do. Okay. So, mastermind, help people first. Get over that offer envy. I love that. Um, what is the basic or minimum thing I need to learn? That one, I think, is just on the level. Very cool. Um, I also think what, when you said that 
talk to your clients about what they want, then what they need, then overcome their their alibis. That's amazing. And do those small, easy things. And that's, you know, an important thing for us to do. And find somebody 70% as good as you, unless it's something like your finances, and then go and hire the best. Outsource. Don't do everything yourself. Love it. What is, where can people find that gear video? Where can they find information about you, Ian? Uh, I think the best place lately is facebook.com slash Ian J. Garlic. I mean, I have a website, Ian Garlic, I-A-N Garlic, like the spice. Uh, I say that every day about a thousand times, every time I call the bank or, uh, but anyways, uh, Ian J. Garlic, you know, facebook.com slash Ian J. Garlic. Okay. And I'm doing Facebook Live videos. They'll find all that stuff. If you have any questions, post it on there. I love helping people. I love answering those questions. Please post them in the forum as much as possible. I love it. I love it so much. I've been watching them myself. I think they're great. Um, just to reiterate, get in touch with Ian. He's amazing. He knows his stuff when it comes to video strategy. Just a quick testimonial here. Uh, Ian gave me uh, some strategy tips on my own videos, and I sent you that um, analytics today, and you could see there's a significant difference just from a few tweaks, and I haven't even got started yet. So crazy. Did you like that? I love that, and that podcast was delayed a little with the rebranding. It's going to be coming out, and um, and maybe we can do like a, a, a post-show recap of how it worked. Perfect. Uh, yeah. It, and also, everyone better be coming to the event in Phoenix. Not yeah. Yes, purepotentials.com. Come to our event. It's a speaker's retreat. Learn all the things you know, need to know about creating that speaking business. Ian, it was such a pleasure to have you again. And let me know if you need anything. And I'm excited to see you soon. Uh, Jackie, I'm always excited to see you. And I, this was awesome. So much fun. I hope people got a lot out of it. If they didn't, I don't care. I had fun. <laughs> me too. Right on. Woo. <laughs> see you soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. We're here live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your host, Jackie McLennigan, can't wait to bring you another show next week. 